that one piece where you have to make the decision and indecision is a decision um you know when when we waste delay it's actually deciding not to do it in the time that the lord has given us and and many people uh including myself have been at those pinnacle points of decision to where you know that it's going to cost you everything hey everybody welcome to summit up brought to you by the summit dover If religion's giving you more questions than answers, you've come to the right place. So sit back and open your minds with us. My name is Josh Hall, and I'm here with the man with the answers, Pastor Rob Coburn, and we have a special guest today, Dr. Jeff Johnson. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Sum It Up. It is an honor that I get to welcome Dr. Jeff Johnson. Now, he's not just a doctor and the leader of Israel Today Ministries, but he is also my uncle. Mm-hmm. And that's a cool deal. <laughs> that's just a really cool deal. So um, we brought Dr. Jeff on. He is uh, he spoke at the summit. And so we wanted to do a Sum It Up while he's here. Which is, uh, which is good. Normally, we're a little bit behind on that, uh, you know, summing up our sermon series, but wanted to get you while you were in town, make sure that, uh, make sure that we did a Sum It Up podcast to talk a little bit about what you talked about today in Psalm 91, mm-hmm. and then also to discuss destiny, because we, we, hey guys, I know if you're, if you're watching, you'll understand the wisdom that you can see on this man. Um, and, uh, and so we have all these great conversations as, uh, as uncle and nephew about life and about destiny and about, uh, man, church stuff and, and all that. So today I just wanted to have a casual conversation with you and, uh, let's just see what the Lord does with wisdom. How's that? Well, thank you, Pastor Rob. Uh, it is a joy to be with you guys. And uh, I see you brought my booklet. That's, uh, that's Boy, that's, that's wisdom right there. Hey, listen, um, we talked about Psalm 91, and uh, this, I wrote a little booklet. when In uh, March, when this pandemic hit, I, I started to write um, some devotional lessons, uh, sending it to our constituency. And uh, it was, it's nine lessons. It's um, this little booklet is deceitfully small. It's it's small, but it is uh, just a powerhouse of hope. We we put this stuff on social media, and the response was profound. And uh, so it is published now, and it's entitled "Behold Is Yeshua." And indeed, we talked a little bit. It's based on Psalm uh, ninety-one, and uh, we did talk about that uh, today. And um, in this in this a time of fear and great anxiety. People don't know what to do. They don't know where to turn to. And so uh, Psalm 91 is the go-to psalm. I mean, it's full of hope. And so we talked about things like that this morning, as you know. And you'll be able to find the link to that sermon yes. in the notes, sermon notes of this podcast. So go no, back you're, you're and listen. You want to put the notes up there? Uh, well, uh, we'll put the we'll put the recording oh, in there. Oh, no, okay. Yeah, hey, we'll put the recording yeah, in there I'll and make you. sure that... Make sure that people can access what we're talking about. Wow, yes. It's okay. good stuff. Good oh, that stuff. is awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So you can find his book on his website. Where's the camera? And uh, it's over there. <laughs> yeah. Camera's over there. Okay. So you can find the books. Uh, he has many manuscripts, um, lots of great content. And uh, and so that's that's pretty awesome. So today we covered, we covered Psalm 91, the first part of it. 
um, and talk to our people about how God helps us navigate life. <laughs> and uh, and can you share just a, a minute recap of, of what that is <laughs> of course, because yeah. it's yeah because it's it's super important yes it we is. have a lot of people in this world and and in this country that are that are literally paralyzed yes. by fear yes well uh the psalmist now uh, scholars of it was it moses or david who wrote it? it doesn't matter either moses or david wrote the psalm and basically in the psalm uh the first 13 verses is this dialogue between uh, uh, first and second person, then verses 14, 15, and 16, God speaks uh, to, to the psalmist. And the, the, the first uh, 13 verses talks about over and over again that God uh, protects us uh, high up, El Yon, the Most High. Uh, he protects us high up, uh, the Almighty, El Shaddai. Uh, he puts a shield around us, which at, literally encompasses the soldier. Uh, the Talmud says, which is uh, the religious holy books of of the Jews. They said this 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 shield that uh, David or Moses talked about surrounded the person. And he says, then there is a wall that surrounds them. And the whole thing is about protection. It talks about the temple. Uh, when the pandemic hit, when the uh, when pandemics uh, hit, uh, the enemies come. Uh, when they they are being attacked, the Jews of old in ancient times they would run into the temple to get behind the walls, the safety of the temple walls, near to the presence of God. And we talked about this morning that in the Holy of Holies, uh, in the uh, 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 the Ark of the Covenant, the the mercy seat, the cherubim are over. Uh, the mercy seat, and in between the wings of the cherubim, uh, it was the Shekinah glory, the presence of God. And we learned today that, that, as Paul says, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You no longer have to run to a place for safety to be near God's presence. For the believer, the temple uh, the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh in, in, in Hebrew, the presence of God is within the believer. We are the temple. It's the new temple, as it were. And we don't have to run to the place. The Holy Spirit is within us. So we can go directly, not to a place, but we can cry out directly to a person. And that is uh, to Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ. We can pray directly to him in time of need. So we talked about things like that and how God whispers in our ear uh, in the darkness, in, in the time of pain, in the time of uncertainty. He whispers to us, and we just have to sit and be quiet and to listen to what he is saying through the Holy Spirit. And, and we focus on the fact that he would say something like this, Isaiah 41, 13, where God takes you by the hand He's walking with you along the way, you know, and he says, he whispers, do not be afraid. I will help you. And so that's what we talked about. And listen, in this time of fear and uncertainty, realize for the believer, God, the Holy Spirit is within you and you can cry out directly to God and he will shield you. He will comfort you. He will protect you, and he places you on high. He covers you with his wings, he says. He places you on high, far, far, far away from the evil. 
And we just have to accept that, receive that, and believe that. So as protection, as we are in protection, he also says in scripture that we have a destiny to fulfill. Oh boy. Yes, sir. Listen, listen. Okay, let's go, let's go back. Let's go back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's just do it, man. All right. Uh, we know the story. Okay, God, now listen to this. God spoke and things happened. He said, let there be light. Boom, there was light. Uh, he said, let there be earth. There was earth. He spoke and things happened. He created, and the Hebrew word is bara. He created something out of nothing. Then, then he did not speak on the sixth day. We'll just fast forward. By the time we get to the sixth day, you have a first day, a second day, a third day, a fourth day in the Hebrew. By the time you get to the sixth day, there's a definitive article there, and it says not a sixth day, but the sixth day. And on the sixth day, what happened? He created man, uh, a yotzer. It's like a, uh, the Hebrew word is yotzer. Uh, it's like a potter creating uh, something out of something. Whereas he spoke, he created something out of nothing. But with man, he created man out of the dust of the earth. And the implication is this, and there's a big fancy word, anthropomorphism. What does that mean? It, it means that we put face, hands, feet to God, and God is a spirit, right? The face, hands, and feet were uh, manifested in Jesus. Uh, that's called the incarnation. But God took the dust of the earth and he fashioned man, and he blew into his nostrils. Now, now follow me. I'm, I'm, okay. He blew into his nostrils, and he became a living soul. The word blowing into his nostrils, the rabbis say what that was, that was like a kiss. It's the same word used for a kiss. It's almost as though God kissed Adam, blew into his nostrils, and he became a living soul. And he was created in God's image. The animals were not. But man was created in God's image, and a woman from man, and you know the story. By virtue of the fact that he created man in his image, that means you have the royal stamp of God's image upon you. You are no mistake. God makes no mistakes, and everyone has significance. Before I formed you in the belly, he said to Jeremiah, before you were even conceived, I knew you, I ordained you a prophet, and you're going to do this, and you're going to do that. Listen, God has created each of us for a very specific purpose. You are no mistake. God makes no mistakes. And you are here for a very purpose. Now, the key, obviously, is to find out what that purpose is. Mm-hmm. And that takes a minute sometimes <laughs> to find <laughs> yeah. that out. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. The search for our destiny, we talked about on a previous podcast that God gives us dreams and then he gives us special talents and mm-hmm. gifts that help us pursue those dreams to actually get to our destiny. And he shows us pictures mm-hmm. and he gives us these dreams that are pictures of the ultimate destiny that he has for us. What I want to get specific on is when did you know that humanitarian work and serving people and building relationships and helping people to live life equipped was in your destiny? Wow. Great question. Listen, as all of us, the first thing we want to do when we begin our journey with the Lord. It's just very natural when you start out, you want to please your teachers 
you know, those leaders that you respect and you want to emulate what they say and do. And that's wonderful and needful. And we go through periods in that journey where, you know, you're just functioning, doing things that you were trained or expected to do. But there is a point if you are truly seeking God and uh, believers, and this may be controversial, but it is truly believers who are seeking God. Okay, we know God, we know his name, he knows us. And so it's this love relationship and we want to know him more and and we read scripture, we pray, we meditate, and we're trying to do this well. And I say facetiously, but ever so truthfully, there are days we do this better. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And there are days, the good news is mercies are renewed every day. So you get a do-over then when the sun comes up, you know, that's the good news. But you get to a point in your life, and this is what happened to me. I, I was a pastor for a very long time. And, uh, uh, and I, I looked at my wife, I said, you know, and you know, I'm reading, I'm studying your faith, really doing what you know you're to do. And you're reading the word and the spirit of God is speaking to you. And this thing, you see, all of us, we have natural gifts that we receive from our mother and father, but there are gifts that the Lord gives. When a person comes to faith, the Holy Spirit gives you abilities that are not of your mother and father. They're supernatural gifts, things you couldn't normally would have been able to do if it wasn't for the Spirit of God. And we read, for example, uh, you delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. The truth of that verse is, as you are delighting in the Lord, uh, his desires, God's desires become your desires. That's the reality of that verse. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Well, it just so happens that his desires became your desires because you are learning and becoming more Christ-like. So all of a sudden, it's really, why am I desiring this? No, God desires this of you. Before you were formed in the belly, I knew you, and I called you, and I know I got a plan for you. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's oversimplified, but I mean, it's God has a purpose for you. And so you just have to be, number one, honest with yourself, which is very difficult because we like to, <laughs> we like to think we're something that we're not. And then we believe our press. Well, oh, well, they, you know. That can be a dangerous thing to believe oh, your press. Listen, I had, a, I have a, I had a colleague, I had opportunity to speak at Oxford, you know, and this is the, and, and, and I, I was, man, I'm speaking at Oxford. I got a little cocky, but the whole thing, I met this rabbi and this whole thing and an open door unfolded. And it occurred to me, the whole thing about Oxford wasn't about me. It was about meeting this rabbi. And I had a colleague who said, well, Johnson, just remember God used a donkey. Uh, (laughs) He can use you. So as I was hee-hawing at uh, Oxford, I met the guy and that was the purpose of me being there. Okay. Anyway, we, we digress. But all of a sudden, God's purposes become your purposes. And yes, you dream dreams. And yes, you're, you're, you begin to think 24, you, get, you eat, you sleep. You say, my goodness, I need to do this. Now, here's, here's a very important pivotal point. Now, be quiet. Is that most people, when they realize, oh my, this is the direction I am to go, that may require them great sacrifice. And in our culture, Often people decide not to yield to what God's purpose is for them because it would require them 
to make decisions and changes, and sometimes that could be scary. But if you believe and are courageous enough and you know, you seek counsel from godly men and women that you know, and a multitude of counselors, there's safety. You pray. Before Louise and I uh, birthed Israel Today Ministries, we literally prayed for two years, literally. And I was pastoring in a big church. I was making a lot of money. I mean, I could have sailed into the sunset, if I can be so bold. I could have sailed into the sunset. It was big school, big church, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we were miserable. We, we missed the Middle East. Uh, what can I say? Uh, the, um, and, and so we prayed for two years. And I sought counsel from 10 men whom I trusted. And this was before email, so I'm old. And so I, I would send them snail mail, and I'd say, this is the idea I have. What do you guys think? And they wrote back and said, said nice, positive things. Now, here's where the rubber meets the road. I said, okay, can you put it in writing? I'm going to use you guys for endorsements. And they did. And I would love to tell you with great faith and courage, I stepped out, but it was with great fear and faith and courage and trepidation that I, we stepped out. We went from 10 to zero. And within a year, God made up that 10. I was like, okay. It was confirmation after confirmation after confirmation. But I had a decision to make, either stay or go. That's amazing. Yeah. I think that, that that pivotal point in our lives, I think that God allows us to to experience many different things. And then there's that one piece where you have to make the decision. And indecision is a decision. Um, you know, when, when we waste or delay, it's actually deciding not to do it in the time that the Lord has given us. And, and many people, uh, including myself, have been at those pinnacle points of decision to where you know that it's going to cost you everything. And when we go into scripture and we look at the calling of the disciples, there was a decision point to leave what they knew was their provision, was their legacy, was their hope, was, uh, man, there's so many other words of what they were living. It was, it was their, their earthly desire. Yes. And Jesus said, now come and follow me. I'm going to make you fishers of men. And I don't know in that moment that they knew the, the impact of that statement. But what they did know is that this was going to cost them. Yes. It was going to cost them a lot. You know, Rob uh, brilliantly stated, do you remember, you remember the, 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 the moment after the resurrection, Jesus made breakfast at the, uh, on the coast there? Uh, of the Galilee. And of course, Peter freaked out. He jumped in the water, swam. You know the story. Yeah. Peter, I identify with Peter, son of thunder. He, Peter, uh, he, he, uh, and James, uh, Peter, James, and John would have ridden Harleys through Capernaum. I mean, these guys were <laughs> sons of thunder. Uh, and, uh, and God used them profoundly. And you know the story. Uh, 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 do you love me, Peter? Yes, Lord. Do you love me? You know that story. Mm -hmm. But then we usually stop there. Okay. The Lord forgave him three times. He denied him and all that. But if you continue to read, he says, okay, Peter, are you ready for this, buddy? Okay, you messed up. I forgive you. It's all good. But now, are you ready? When you get old, he says, you're a young man. You walk anywhere you want. When you get old, they're going to take you places you don't want to go. What he was telling Peter is they're going to kill you. And if you read the text, if you continue to reading in John uh, 20, 21, 
that uh, that are you are, are you are you now ready to die for me, Peter? Was really the the context, and of course, what about John? You know, but he says, "Are you ready to die for me?" And it, 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 what the Lord predicted is exactly what happened. They crucified Peter upside down. You know the story. But that's the thing. Listen, God made Peter in his image. Okay, he made you and me and you in his image. And so, and, and he breathed into the nostrils. We became a living soul. We have the stamp of royalty. Uh, you are no mistake. But the purpose of us being on this planet, this, listen, this planet, this solar system, and this universe at this hour, there's a reason. And Jesus said, count the cost. And, and people, uh, Christians in the West, we, it's difficult for us. The Christians in the Middle East, Africa, other places, they know what the cost is. It costs their lives, their livelihoods, and all of that. But Jesus said, count the cost. And most people are afraid of that cost. And now that's the negative. The positive for those who are courageous enough and say, you know, Lord, I believe this stuff. What you said, Psalm 91, I believe that. I got a shield around me. I got the wall around me. I got the Holy Spirit within me. Uh, you're going to protect me. You lifted me up high. You know, you protect me from all the evil, all the stuff. I'll get bumps and bru- bruises and scratches. He's never said he, he would protect you from anything bad happening to you because sometimes bad things do happen. But he says, I'll be with you through the way. Uh, Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Okay, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Let's, okay. Are you willing now to go the next step? What step, Lord? They're going to kill you. Are you willing to do that? Man. Now, that doesn't say God's going to kill everybody that steps up, right? Right, right. right <laughs> but, yeah. but the point is, are you willing to make that decision? Are you willing? Okay, if God makes it absolutely clear and you seek godly counsel and the counsel says, yeah, man, this, this is, the Lord is saying you should do this. But I have a good job. I have a good position. You know? Uh, or for the older ones, I just retired. I just, <laughs> I want to quit. No, no, no. You keep on going. And if you make that decision to follow the Lord, I'm telling you, the, the journey will never be dull. There, and I have stories. You've heard some of the mm-hmm. stories. Oh, the journey's never dull. It's full of life. It's full of hope. It's full of miracles. It's full of hardships. Yes. But it's worth, worth the cost. Peter, are you ready to take, take the next step? Yes, Lord. And I'm so glad he did. Yeah. He did. Transformed Everything. 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 Yep. That's why we're here. Exactly. Because Peter and the, the, all the apostles were, were martyred except for one, John. And uh, can I, I don't know how much time we have, but can okay. I take? Go ahead. Okay. One of my favorite stories about John. When I grow up, I want to be like John. He was a son of thunder who became a disciple of love. God's still working on me, okay? <laughs> okay. Listen, there's, a, there's, this, there's this ancient historian called Eusebius. Some of your listeners may know that name. And he talks about Jesus. He talks about the disciples. He's the first church historian, they say. And he told this story about John. John, you know, Jesus said, take care of Mary. He took care of Mary all of his life. You wouldn't want to mess with Mary. 
John, the son of thunder, he would have thrown down, man, to protect Mary, right? And uh, they tried to boil him in oil. According to the tradition, he wouldn't die. They, they were, he was on the Isle of Patmos where he wrote the book of Revelation, as you know. He wouldn't die. He just, he just, he just wouldn't die. And now he's an old man. And he's in his late 80s, early 90s. The church in Asia Minor, according to the historian Eusebius, uh, which had been Turkey, he said that uh, the, the pastor, what the church, early churches would do is go to find where John was living in Ephesus, and they would pick him up, carry him up like on a pallet or something, and it would take him to uh, the local churches. Now, can you imagine? Now, you introduced me this morning, but could you imagine introducing the apostle John? He was there at the cross. He was in the inner circle. He saw Jesus raise people from the dead, feed the multitudes, walk on water. He was there. He was there. He would have been grossly scarred had he been boiled in oil. He would have been grossly scarred, crippled. Uh, he could, could barely walk. But there he is. And the young pastors in their late 30s, early 40s. John, give us a word. And according to Eusebius, John, he would sit there, he's all kind of hunched over. He said, he would say, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Love each other. And by this, all men will know that you are Christ's followers. And according to Eusebius, the young pastor says, no, 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 give me five steps. You know, <laughs> five easy ways for success, you know. And, and, and John, John would say, no, I love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Everything you have, love God. Love each other, and by this all men will know. He summarized what we are to be and do as believers. He was quoting Jesus. Uh, and listen, at the end of the day, it comes down to that, doesn't it? We make decisions. God has given us free will. Like I said, there are days we do this better, but every day we get a choice. God gives us a choice. We, we go this way or that way. This way, we're following the Lord. This way is for me. You know, I want to do that. Wait a minute, the Lord wants us to do this. We have a choice. So, um, what are we going to do? You know, uh, you're ready to, you ready to go next up, Peter? Yes, Lord. John, give us a word. Give everything you have to God and love each other. And the world will know who you are. Fulfill his purpose. I love this morning you brought that scripture out and you said this is the, the ability for the world to see us. Oh, yes, 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 Pastor. Listen, do you realize that is is the only commandment that Jesus gave in the New Testament to the world. He, he gave them authority to judge the church. In other words, if your neighbors come in, sit in the back pew, and they observe you. And, you know, I've been in churches. I speak in a lot of churches. I've been in churches like, oh, they, you know, these guys, <laughs> ah, what, what war is this? You know, and uh, anyway, I digress. But, you know, but they can come in. And observe you for a long time. And they have the authority, according to Jesus, to judge you whether or not you are truly followers 
of Jesus, followers of Christ. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for, for one another, meaning if you don't have love for one another, they know you're not a follower of Jesus. You're just all words. Yeah, that's sobering, man. That mm-hmm. is sobering. Yeah, as we as we navigate as pastors and as leaders in churches and as people that just go to church to really hold on to the gravity of that, um, that they will know us by our love. We've talked about it and we talk about it and we talk about it, but do they see it? Yes. Do they see it? And you know, the disciples, as you said, they, they paid the ultimate price. They sacrificed their life so that we could have the privilege to be here and be judged by the world oh boy, to yes. know that we're love and th- that we we've been discussing our the shape of our heart and that as we spend time with the lord it changes the focus of our heart from mm-hmm. from a selfish uh, our world would raise us to be selfish people and to mm-hmm. look out only for ourselves and our own families and things but as we as we live with the lord and as we allow him to uh shape us into who he's created us to be um we look in the mirror and we begin to see who he sees us as not just who we see ourselves as that it allows this this openness to come out in us that we love the world as he loves the world yes you know in the middle east you are known by what you do not what you say words come easy and with us, you know, we're feeding people and all of this. We keep on coming back, and we're known as a good deed doer people. <laughs> and I'm good with that. And I'm good with that. But then we have earned the right and the respect to speak now. But we have done and are doing these uh, good deeds. And so they, they would say, oh, there, there's, there's Rob. Uh, he's, he's a good man. He, he helps the poor. He helps the poor. And you keep on coming back, and you help the poor. And they go, he's a man to be respected. Rob, why do you do this? Mm-hmm. Now you have the right to speak. Right. And that's, that's how it is. And that's true in our culture. And it's just it looks different because we're in this culture in the West, in the United States, but listen, be that neighbor that goes across the street to bless the neighbor without any strings attached. You know, just, just mow the guy's yard, help him fix the whatever. And, and you know, oh, Rob's a good man. Why do you do this? Mm-hmm. What do you do? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's a great <laughs> what do question. Because well, the guy is, you That's know. a great question. Yeah. And, you know, the other, the other step that I want to take is that you've done this for 24 years. Yeah. You've been, you've been there, you've been consistent, you've built relationships, you've done all that stuff. And, uh, and I think that too often in America and just from my observation, we believe our words have more power than our deeds. Mm. The opposite of what you described Mm. in, in that area of the country or uh, that area of the world. And I wonder what the church in America would look like if we allowed our deeds to overpower our words. Oh man. Well, you know, the words we read of, uh, like Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, Gandhi, uh, you know, the, the saints of old, uh, Spurgeon, Billy Graham, you know, they did things 
that earned them the right to say things. And so we read their words, but they, their life was such that earned them the right to give the speech, to write the prayer, or whatever it was. And the church would, would look so different, uh, Pastor. Uh, and in the Middle East, we are, we, you, know, you go and you just do, and you do, and you do. You don't look for something. You don't, you don't do something and say, oh, I hope they see me. You know, you just do it because you love, you know, this is what God has called you to do. And over the years, we're, we're now in the homes of civic leaders, political leaders, religious leaders, secular leaders, social leaders, uh, just folks. And they invite you in your home, into their home. And in the Middle East, that's a big deal. We talked about that this morning. It's a, a derivative of the, the word chesed or mercy. It's hospitality. They you're in the home, you're under their protection, provision, and all of that. And, uh, and, the, and you eat there, and, you, and you're there, and they, 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 and they ask questions, and they're curious, why, why do you, you know, why do you do this? And uh, so I have a right to speak that. Exactly, love. It's love, man. Love. It's unconditional love. Yeah, yep. but this all men will not. Listen, yep. you, you just do that thing. So, so, so one of the things that I value uh, my spiritual family uh, has taught me over the years that if you receive the prophet in the name of the prophet, you receive the prophet's reward. And so at the summit, we received you today. We received your reward. Now that can be translated different things. I believe it is to receive the perspective of the prophet. And so that, that portion that you just shared about um, doing it and not talking about it, doing it and, and being, the light in the darkness uh, is what we as the summit are going to take away from this yes. time of you being here. Yes. That, um, you know, it, it's interesting when there's four types of giving and we're teaching about that and, and it's all good, but alms, a reading in the scripture says, don't tell anybody, right? Don't tell, <laughs> don't tell anybody what the alms is. Why? Yeah. To, to keep the dignity of that, which you've helped. That's very rabbinical by the way. Yeah, there you go. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. But, but yes. I think, that, I think that oftentimes we, we want to share. Yes. And I think it's time to, for us as the summit, what, what I'm going to take away from this, this time of you guys being here is that we need to be doers of the word, yes, not just hearers only. I think somebody wrote that. Yeah, yeah, it's in there. It's in there. And uh, and and to be doers of the word and not talkers yeah. of the word, and uh, and we will see the church that the world needs to see yeah. coming out of this place. So I just wanted to say thank you for bringing that truth to us and and your anointing and everything that you carry. We receive it, and it will change the DNA of who we are. Um, I believe that's the most awesome thing about the church is that yeah. when we receive the gift, yeah. uh, it changes a little bit about who we are yes, so that we can reflect that which we have been blessed to receive. So that is that. But I want to I want you to take a minute at the end here to talk about your ministry, how people can get in touch with you, uh, how they can get some of these awesome teachings, follow you on Facebook, all that stuff. So if you don't mind doing that, that'd be uh, awesome. Thank you, sir. Uh, it's Israel Today Ministries. Uh, basically what we do, we feed uh, children 
uh, in the Middle East, in Israel specifically, uh, uh, both Jewish and Arab children ages three to eight. We also feed teenagers uh, who are in need. And what people don't understand, one in three children uh, in Israel are not eating. All you have to do is Google that information. There's a lot of poverty, no middle class, either have or have not, and most do not have. So we feed children. Uh, we we f- help feed Holocaust survivors. Uh, out of uh, out of 180,000 uh, Holocaust survivors in Israel, 50,000 are impoverished, not eating a meal. So we help uh, feed uh, Holocaust survivors. This is what we do uh, in in Israel. And uh, we speak in churches and colleges and whatever platform opens up to us. We, we, we teach and preach. I was a pastor for a long time. That's why I told the congregation I was a pastor for 100 years, been in uh, working with Israel for 150 years, you know. So is, is that, that sort of thing, you know. But anyway, but you can get in touch with us. We covered your prayers as we do this. We're blessing Israel. Um, uh, you know, the Lord says, uh, inasmuch as you do on the least of these, my brethren, you do it unto me. And the brethren specifically, contextually, he's talking about uh, the, the children of Abraham. Uh, in general, it's your neighbor, anyone. But uh, we, are, we are attempting to bless Israel. We're touching the apple of his eyes. And uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us, learn more about us, you can uh, write us, Israel Today Ministries, or you just say Dr. Jeff, uh, P.O. Box, uh, let me see if I remember, 150288, uh, 150288, uh, Arlington, Texas, uh, 76015, 76015. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook, we're on uh, Twitter, uh, Dr. Jeff on at, at Twitter. Uh, also, our website. <laughs> You can contact us at IsraelTodayMinistries.org. And the reason I chuckle is today our website went down and we have, we have people looking at <laughs> us. So if you, if you write the thing, it's, it's down, but it's going to be back up. I don't know what happened. The website guys are working on that. It's just, it is what it is. But uh, IsraelTodayMinistries.org. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Ask us any questions or you can email me at i. T-M, like I, Thomas Mary, uh, M, uh, Dr. Jeff, D-R-J-E-F-F, so I-T-M, Dr. Jeff, at gmail.com. Any questions about the Bible or what we do, you need information, just let us know. It would be our delight to send it to you. So thank you for your prayers. Well, thank you for being on this episode of Sum It Up. It's it's awesome to have you here. And it to, is a delight to be here. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it's good to have you. We look forward to uh, future conversations and other times of you being here. But uh, this concludes this episode. You can find us online, Sum It Up, at the Summit Dover. Go to our website as well, thesummitdover.com. And uh, you can connect with us, find out more about your ministry, which will be linked here in the show notes and connect there. We look forward to connecting with you on the next episode of Sum It Up. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to another episode of Summit Up. You can check us out at thesummitdover.com and you can email us at summitup at thesummitdover.org. Oh.